0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. We are breaking down the NBA slate tonight for 8-10, which is Monday. Five-game slate and we are fired up. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I'm joined with my NBA partner in crime here, Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you this evening? We're
1: recording the night before as we always do so how are Uh, you oh i'm fired up this is a big week here last regular season week of the bubble there's going to be a lot of moving parts and we are on top of everything we are ready to crush it this week finish strong we're going to be on top of every move i can't wait to get after it i can't either man and we were talking uh we started
0: this a little late because we were both complaining a little bit because we're so close today and in a couple of the uh, latest NBA uh, uh, slates to really just crushing it. I mean, we're doing finding cash, but those GPPs are just right there. So I feel like this is going to be a great week for us because there's, like you said, a lot of confusion. You know, most teams have two or three games left. There's a lot of people, you know, playing for their playoff lives, resting guys, you know, rotating. I mean, there's, there's just about every strategy out there. So, you know, it is a monster edge that we're on this 24 uh, when a lot of guys, you know, it's going to be tough. Either they're working or, you know, there's changes they're not seeing. So there's, there's a, there's a big edge. I mean, it all will settle down when the playoffs start in a week. Uh, then everybody, you know, it's, it's gloves off. Everybody goes after it, but I think this week can be a really profitable one for us in
1: NBA, don't you think? Yeah, I do. It actually kind of feels like the KBO to me, where we were grinding for a while and watching every game, watching every slate, um, you know, using the eye test, and then all of a sudden it just clicked, and we had all those big wins, all of us, and yeah. uh, I think that that's what's probably going to happen this week in the NBA, so hopefully yeah. we can share that with uh, the listeners and the members as well.
0: Yeah, it definitely feels like it for sure, and you know, it's we've had an incredible three-day weekend—Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, the old coach here, you know, about a 20k profit. So anytime you can do something like that, uh, you know, you got to be excited. And the combination of cash and, and specifically, uh, taking a big run in that 100k uh, tournament with a, a single bullet uh, $15 entry. I mean, so it, there's lots of ways you can win at this. And, you know, that combination is, is what we try to bring forward every day and, uh, make, you know, just try to get that out there. Cause we had some members had some solid, uh, solid wins as well. So join us by the way, dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, we had some great new members come in, uh, this, uh, week, Uh, I'm going to, tomorrow's show, I'm going to name, uh, call out some of the guys, give them a shout out for all the new folks that joined this past week. uh, Because it's, you know, I I try to spend a lot of time, we all do, uh, with all our new members and make sure they, you know, feel comfortable and if they have any questions. And uh, it was such a busy weekend. I I did reach out some, but I I just want uh, all of them to know, you know, how much we appreciate them. And, you know, we are the, the fastest growing. DFS provider in the industry, and uh, we couldn't do that if it wasn't uh, for these new folks rolling in and giving us a try. So uh, definitely uh, give us give us a run, even if it's uh, for a week membership, a month or a year. Uh, you get all access to all of our sports, all of our Discord, which, you know, we give a breakdown, we give full FanDuel lineups. Uh, we have something that's becoming more and more popular every day, the coaches Clipboard for DraftKings, which is a player pool with a highlighted core that you can utilize. And again, that's for all sports. So definitely join us. We'd love to have you. And uh, it's uh, we feel like we're on the brink of getting hot in basketball and maintaining our hot streak in uh, baseball. We just got to pick up golf a little bit. We had a few guys shank a few drives i felt like it was me on the tee with a few of these guys but uh we'll pick that up again uh this well it's only
1: it's only one guy if we were on tune with uh paul casey we'd all be rich don't even <laughs> in minnesota, go there he crushed us in minnesota by missing the cut and then he comes out and almost wins a major a couple yeah. weeks later playing the way we thought he was going to play in minnesota
0: yes so he's forever on my golf poo poo list if you will <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was – and, you know, Morikawa, though, man, 23 years old, major winner, got to love it. All right, basketball is why we're here. And we would like to thank our presenting sponsors, mybookie.ag. It is where the world goes for sports wagering and casino action. And you can get a special offer through DFS Coach Talk by going to our website or the mybookie.ag website and using the promo code – Coach Talk, all one word, no space, and you receive 100% of your first deposit all the way up to one grand. And you also receive a $25 free play just for being a listener to the Coach Talk podcast. And also, our friends at tbg.com, uh, I was wanting to watch some horse racing this, this weekend with the Travers, and I was so caught up with, with basketball, baseball, and golf. I, the horse racing didn't quite make it, so I will get in there at some point this week uh, at tvg.com. And if you haven't signed up or played any uh, horses, that is the place to go. And we have an exclusive offer there as well. It's a risk-free $300 bet. You can get that by going to our website, clicking on the banner that says risk-free TVG $300 bet, and you deposit $300. Make your wager on a horse. If it loses, TVG gives you the whole 300 bucks back. If you hit it, then you got a nice little bankroll going and uh, you can run with it from there. So we would definitely want to thank uh, both MyBookie.ag and TVG.com. All right. We're excited. We're getting into this five-game slate. It's going to be awesome. I'm really wound up for this. I even mentioned in our Discord to our main chat folks, uh, I was and for a few minutes in mid afternoon, so I started diving into this slate like six, seven hours ago, and I am ready to break this down with you, man. I am really ready. And now I got to give you the infamous player list here of okay. injured guys, out guys, COVID guys, bubble guys, you name it, whatever you want to call it. So let me let me get through this list real quick. Uh, For those listening, you know, there's a lot of information here. So, you know, take a note or two. It affects massively the uh, ownership. It's going to affect the usage on down the line. So, all right, here we go, Andrew. Danny Green Lakers probable. Aaron Baines remains out. Kelly Oubre is still on there as doubtful. But if they make the playoffs, which they're trying to do, he may get to suit up. Uh, the most of the Mavericks are going to be out. It's a rest game. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is out. Um, Anthony Davis continuing the seven-year streak of being on the list. He's 85% probable. He's actually and Le- reliable in that I way. I know. And LeBron is 75%. So how that works that Davis is just that 10% more likely to p- play than LeBron is pretty interesting. But that's what it's reading right now looks like Goran Dragic's ankle has gotten better. He's probable, as well as Jimmy Butler's foot. So my Tyler Hero uh, tremendous couple of games is going to be back down to a few more, less minutes. So that's sort of a bummer. But it's good for the Heat against the Pacers here <clears throat> to have Dragic and Butler back. Now, TJ Warren, questionable. And that is very interesting. Andrew had brought up a great point before the podcast. We'll share with you about uh, an interesting spat that was had there between the Pacers and Heat. So we're both really hoping T.J. Warren plays. He does have a sore foot, uh, and he is 50-50 questionable. Uh, Giannis, also known as Mr. Airball, three airball foul shots and two airball threes for the MVP, Still sort of stunning. You know what's kind of uh, li- funny?
1: Yeah. I was, I was listening to the New Orleans-San Antonio game on the radio for, for part of it today, and yeah. Zion airballed a free throw, and they said he yannis it. Oh, no. So Can you imagine an MVP who has a verb named after him for an airball free free throw? Not good. You know, if he's if that gets in his head, man, you're that's
0: not good. I that's mean, rough. that is a big problem. You know, I thought Milwaukee was ripe to get beaten in the playoffs, and if he's in a funk like this, in Toronto can easily beat him. Uh, even Milwaukee, Boston, who knows? You know, or I mean, uh, uh, Miami or Boston also have a chance. But anyway, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. He's expected to play. How long, how many minutes? I'm not sure. We sure got plenty of minutes in that last game where we rostered him. Uh, If he realized the ball needs to go in the hoop instead of, uh, you know, as an air ball, um, then we'd be a little bit better shape. But uh, no, I I think it looks like he'll play here. I don't know how much in this Milwaukee-Toronto game they want to show each other's hands, though, because it could be an Eastern final. All right. uh, You got me off track. Uh, Dallas Mavericks continue out. Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic, no big deal. Those guys aren't that good. No, So they're, they're going to sit for Dallas. They probably want to play it anyway. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel Moutier, I know one of your favorites. He's confirmed <laughs> in. So he is going to play. And then here's a guy, Jawan Morgan from Utah. He's, he's probable. You got all your favorites playing tomorrow. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, who had a whale of a game, man, he is 50, 50 questionable. So very interesting to see what the deal is there. If he's going to play or not, they still have Will Barton and Gary Harris out. Um, Kendrick Nunn is out for the heat. He remains out. So maybe there is a little hope for a little hero ball. Uh, Seth Curry is probable. So it looks like he will get some run and he needs to, because he's been out for a little bit. Uh, definitely something to consider. Uh poor old Contavious Caldwell Pope is out. He hurt his ankle pretty bad. He will probably be out for a little bit. And Mr. Serge Ibaka has been confirmed in the lineup. And that's it for now. But the, the scary part about it is that's probably about a third of the news that we'll have to deal with between the wee hours of the morning here and then through tomorrow morning. Uh, As we go into the five games, because I'll tell you, there's a lot of news, but all of it is massively, massively important. Follow the process. Check this podcast out, either if you're Night Owl tonight or first thing in the morning. Follow us throughout the day on Twitter and in our Discord. And then make sure, I mean, it's just imperative. In fact, I always say it and I mean it, uh, especially now. If you can't be in Discord with us, for that last 30 minutes before lock it's probably better to take the day off because you don't want to have a zero in your lineup or minutes restriction guy that you're uh, paying huge money for or not plugging in the massive three thousand dollar value guy that's starting i mean you got to be in there with us to see this through all right brother i'm gonna turn this over to you in the first game 1:30 p.m. Eastern. 14-hour-a-day basketball. I just, two, yeah, 2.30 I, Eastern. Oh, 2.30. Okay. Yeah. I, I okay. always do that because on on this uh, website, it shows me my time here in Dallas. So it's one thirty my time anyway, Andrew. So there. 2.30 <laughs> Eastern, one thirty Central, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Phoenix Suns. And we know that there were two teams eliminated today that cannot make it now. And it's the Zion Pelicans are out. And the Sacramento Kings are out. So it's down to the Suns and the Spurs, the Grizzlies, and the uh,
1: Trailblazers.
0: Those four squads battling. So we know this is an important game for Phoenix. Oklahoma City is already in the
1: playoffs, slotted right in the middle of the pack. Break it down. Give us some gems. Well, as you said, Phoenix have to keep winning. And that's all they've done in the bubble. They're 5-0. and Really great stretch here. And if you just look at their leading score, there's this guy who keeps popping up. He kind of reminds me of those guys that are sitting for Dallas. You know, Luca and Porzingis, you said. They they don't really do much on the court. So there's this guy. He just keeps popping up. Let's see here. Leading score, Booker 27. Booker 30. Booker 35. Took a night off and gave 8-23. and And then Booker 35 again. You see the theme there? Yeah, he's been great. I <laughs> yeah, love including him. that game winner. So, I Did just You see Draymond trying to recruit him?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, he got a $50,000 fine for trying yep. to say, "Come and join Smart. the come that's and a, join the Warriors."
1: <laughs> that's a guy you want to recruit. So, no doubt. and I I want to recruit him to my lineup, I think. I just wish he wasn't so expensive. You know, 50k for Draymond is 8,700 for us on DraftKings, a little bit cheaper, 8,200 on FanDuel. Um, You know, he got 35 the last game, even though he shot 0 for 7 from three-point land. So, he is jacking. He's got the team on his back, trying to give them a chance. So, I'll have him in a bunch of lineups. And I'd like to get somebody to go with him, but nobody's jumping out in terms of their price tag. Cam Johnson's now over 5000 on both sites. Rubio's a solid price, but don't usually play them together, so... It may be Booker, and, and that's it for me. On the OKC side, there those guys are a little bit overpriced. Um, Chris Paul and Shea, the, that's who I'm talking about primarily. You could, if you need to, go f- for the value play with Dort. Again, he's had three straight games of at least a 6x return. Now he's up to 4,000 on DraftKings, so it's borderline. Um, but that's that's about it for me in game number one. Let me ask you this. Uh, Stephen Adams news. Uh, I have him listed here as questionable. Do you yep. have anything updated on him? Uh, I think no, just that I think he's going to be in. You know, this is a back to back for OKC. So they sat Adams and Noel on Sunday today. That's right. where Mike Muscala got the, the late starting nod. He, we yep. gave him out to our members as a value play and he got you the seven x return on DraftKings. So it's exactly what we wanted. But now it'll be looks like to me it'll be back to normal. They just decided we're going to play these guys in the second night of the back to back. So I think it'll be a normal rotation between Adams and Noel. And uh, I don't I don't plan on playing either one of them.
0: Well, I'm not going to touch either one of those guys. But what it does affect and that's why this will be, you know, a huge, huge uh, piece of knowledge that I have to get in the morning is if Adams isn't going to play, uh, Aiton is a lock for me. I I just don't think Noel is very frail. He's a good, you know, decent player, but Aiton will just, you know, destroy him muscle-wise in the paint, and uh, Muscala certainly can't guard him, and Phoenix needs to win. So, I mean, I'm a little hesitant if if Adams is going to play normal minutes. I think he can control Aiton a little bit, but if he's not, then Aiton is one of my favorite plays on the whole board because they have to win, like we said. And, uh, and I, and likewise with Booker, I mean the first game we talked about last night on the podcast, we had the same discussion about one Dane Lillard for today. And we, we ended up drifting and drifting and didn't play him in as many lineups as we would have liked to do. But sometimes it's just as obvious as the nose on your face and Booker is that here uh shay's not going to do a good job against him i don't believe paul will guard him uh he may in stretches but not a whole lot uh dort is a terrific defender but he's a i don't know if he's quick enough to stay with booker he's better on the threes uh specifically but he may dort may try to guard him and if that's the case uh you know i think booker will do uh will do a fine job so uh, for me, this could be right out of the gates, a massive game. If we're going with expensive Booker and Aiton uh, need to know that Adams news and really don't think that uh, anybody on the Thunder to me is is rosterable because I don't know how much they want this game. Uh, I think they're good enough to make it a game, so I don't think it will uh, exactly be a blowout. But uh You know, I just don't see the motivation. And they do play decent defense without a tremendous pace. But, again, we're talking about, like, when you're talking about the Suns here, like, this is the playoffs. If they lose, they're out. So, you know, they're going to put it out there, all hands on deck, as I mentioned yesterday. Same type of thing. I think that uh, you can easily go there. And I'll tell you who's been – my go-to guy for my value guy is, is prices is drifting up, but it's one Cam Johnson. You know, he's put multiple games together, 30, 40 uh, DFS points. And, you know, I think that uh, he'll do just fine. Uh, Gallinari is not a good defender anymore. He doesn't move his feet. Um, and, you know, if they put Dort on him a little bit, that could slow him down. But I think initially... Uh, it's gonna probably be Gallinari on them. And for that, this could be a, a Phoenix stack for me. And just I know it will be a little chalky, but I really like the Suns tomorrow. I'm with you. All right, second game, three Eastern, two central. The Dallas Mavericks B team, G League team, whatever you <laughs> want to call tomorrow, against the Utah Jazz. So we, we already know, oh, you know what, I forgot to, to share the MyBookie.ag line real quickly. The Suns in that game right now are a five-point favorite, and the over-under is 224. So about what you would expect. And then this Mavs game is, you, you know, they haven't been able they, – they had it at one point, the Mavs favorite, then the Jazz. Now all of a sudden, the, the Jazz are a six-and-a-half-point favorite because all the Mavs are sitting. So uh, And no over-under on that one. So the question is here, as you break this down, how much do the Jazz play their main guys? Who are going to be the reserves for Dallas to step up? And if so, are they rosterable?
1: Yeah, those are important questions. Utah's in that sixth spot where I don't know if they're necessarily really going to push to move up. They only have two games left. Um, You know, if the season ended right now, they would play Denver. Uh, If they move up, they might have to play Houston. I prefer to play Denver myself. So I don't know that they're going to be just going all out to try to win, uh, to your point. But if Mitchell sits, and you said at the top there he's questionable, then I've got a lot of interest in Clarkson. Uh, especially based on his price on Fandle. He's only 4.4. I think uh, he could get a nice run. Conley, I think, is a decent price at 6.1. Again, if Mitchell is out, those guys are going to pick up all the usage. Centers have had a lot of success against Dallas in the bubble, so you can look at Gobert at 7.6. And that leads me to a question for you, good sir, Mr. Dallas Mavericks expert. Let me take my blood pressure pill before you ask me about <laughs> Boban. Because okay, no. I, I
0: never was more angry
1: as a Mavericks fan as I well, was that last game. Before we even get to Boban, I want to ask a very general question. And okay. just, will Rick Carlisle use logic when he sets his lineup and makes his coaching decisions throughout the game tomorrow? I follow I have followed every game that the Mavericks
0: have played since Rick Carlisle has been their coach for years. And what this season is a mystery to me. I I am just mind-boggled at his lack of strategy, his lack of rotation, his lack of coaches' challenges, his in-game coaching specifically in the last uh, five minutes of games. You know, they've lost 20 games this year, including uh, two in the bubble, where they were winning, and then they lost by less than five. That generally screams that your coach is just totally screwing up right so you know as far as guessing carlisle's brain right now i have no idea man and you know i'm I'm referring to that bobon thing because he started we used him played the first five and a half minutes had like 12 fantasy points he was terrific yeah a block a couple of buckets a couple of rebounds never came back in the game as as they Believe just me. destroyed him. the it's just they the owned them in the paint, and it he made just no sat sense. there and watched. So er, the the common thinking here, if you're if you have a brain that's functioning and you're coaching, you got Rudy Gobert, the the stifled tower. He needs to be facing a big man. Porzingis isn't going to play. Right, I would assume Bobon has he's got to
1: play 20 right. 25 minutes here, doesn't he? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think it makes logical sense. Boban can look that guy in the eye and yeah. stifle the stifle tower himself. You know? And oh, by the way, he can score over him. He can pass around him. I mean, the guy's got more skill. He's taller than Rudy Gobert. You know, so Boban, there you go. Yeah. And Boban has more skill than probably 70 percent of the players in the NBA. The guy's got a great stroke, great passer, great fundamentals. So I think it makes logical sense that he'd be out there. So I have no idea why he rots on the bench like that against teams that
0: that are tough in the paint. It makes no sense. But I'm with you, man. I, I can tell you right off the schneid. I'm I'm going to be rostering Boban tomorrow. And, and just, you know, you know, I'll turn the TV off if I have to with Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put myself through the whole entire game. Right. Of waiting a half. for Bobon to check back in.
1: Give it so,
0: But, you know, the thing is,
1: go ahead. I'll let you finish breaking down the game. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'm going to have to have him out there in some of my lineups. Um, it, You know, it would be a bonus if he's going to start. So we know he at least gets a little bit of run. And then if he's dominant like he usually is, hopefully one of the assistants will tell Rick, you know, let's get Bobon back out there for a little, you know, a little more acti- activity here. So I'll have him in some lineups. Um, but we are gonna have to look at the other the other value plays here. Trey Burke, I think, should get some good run. You know, we've talked a lot about how Utah has picked up the pace here in the bubble. So I think Trey Burke can function pretty well in this type of game. THJ, you gotta figure he's gonna get a lot of shots. He yeah you know, he's still his normal price at five point six. So, you know, the, the challenge there is, you know, when Luca drives and kicks, he draws a lot of attention. Puts that pass right on the money, makes life a lot easier for THJ. I don't know that Burke is going to set him up. those guys, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think Burke's going to set him up quite as well. But, you know, he may just benefit from the extra usage. Um, so I, I would look at him as well. So those are my three primary targets to start with uh, on the Dallas side.
0: And then uh, you said, uh, remind me, on the Jazz side again, if Mitchell's if, out. If, if Mitchell's Carton,
1: out, yeah. And maybe Conley exactly
0: okay well yeah i well first of all on the on the utah side if mitchell sits clarkens clarkson is 100 percent uh in all my cash and gpps and the reason being is you know let's face it the guy never saw a shot he didn't like he reminds me of me when i played if you know if i had an ounce of opening that ball's going up and i i think he's from that school of thought as well so i yeah I, i love him if he plays um you know, it's weird as of right now, and being the Mavericks fan, that you know, you would think that I'd have some real sharp edge plays for you. But I, my sharp edge in this game is to advise not to take a risk on all these value guys from Dallas. Because here, I guarantee you, this is what's going to happen in this game. I, as, as sure as I'm sitting here, he's going to use a pretty deep bench, he could care less if they win or lose and he's going to use J.J. Barea, yep. and he's going to use uh, Cleveland, and he's going to use Reeves. He's going to use those guys. That t- I guarantee you they play tomorrow. So then you got to split the shots up between Burke and Curry and Wright and Hardaway and Kleba. I mean, I don't see anybody in that group that I can tell you is going to get 30 minutes and smash it. So I think a lot of people are going to dive on this thinking, okay, I'm taking a value Hardaway or value Burke, and I just don't think it's a good play. So my insider Mavericks feeling on this is play Bobon, hope Carlisle doesn't have a brain aneurysm during the game and lets him play, and, uh, and then move on. So for me on the, on the Jazz side, you know, again, how much is, is Snyder going to use that rotation? Uh, minutes wise especially with all the Dallas guys out and they play pretty heavy minutes uh the the jazz guys so you know I don't know I, I like Clarkson uh I've used Royce O'Neal a few times as my value guy uh and so he's always a possibility um you know I don't think Gobert is gonna dominate in here just because I think Bobon will get some minutes so this isn't my favorite game I think it uh you know, it, has, it could be uh, an under type of game if you're playing the over-under just because I'm not sure how far, how hard the Jazz push. And I think this is just, in if it was a baseball terminology, a bullpen game for the Mavericks. So that's pretty much where I stand. Okay. We go on to the next one. 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Central, Toronto Raptors, Milwaukee Bucks. With Mr. Airball MVP, uh, this game has the uh, Milwaukee Bucks minus three, two twenty-eight and a half on the over/under, implied total one seventeen for Milwaukee, one eleven for Toronto. So this is this one is a head scratcher for me. Like I said when I was going through the um, you know the injuries. I don't know how much these two teams want to show each other when, you know, they're going to be suiting it up for real probably in about three weeks, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not planning to get much exposure to this game. Maybe a one-off. You know, Giannis, uh, he can certainly hit value if, even if he doesn't play the full game. But my primary bill will not include him. Uh, Middleton's been playing well these last couple games, but... Uh, you know, it's just a defensive battle here with these teams. Don't see, I don't see the the primary guys playing full minutes. So the value plays I would look at would be in the backcourt for Milwaukee. Bledsoe at five point four on DraftKings. His minutes are going up. You know, he doesn't have to be out there for thirty six minutes to pay that off. So you could look there. And then, how about Mister Hill? Um, as a, as a pivot from Trey Burke, if you don't want to spend 3700 on Trey Burke, you could spend 3700 on George Hill. He had 28 minutes last game, uh, so keep that one in mind. And then, don't really want to play anybody for Toronto, but if you twist my arm and you, you make me you know, nominate my favorite, it's probably Norman Powell at 4.4 on DraftKings. He's played 29 and 30 minutes the last two games, so... If uh, they keep giving him that run, he gets a bunch of shots up. He, he could pay off value. So if I had to play a Raptor, it would probably be him.
0: You know what? I think that's an awesome take. I think he's a great secret squirrel pick. Uh, you know, I think that he could get a lot of those uh, shots in in minutes, especially the second half. Uh, He usually gets more run and is a bigger part of the team, but it's hard to get Lowry or Van Vliet off the floor in close games. So, again, in this one, I don't think – People play completely full minutes, uh, and it's definitely not my favorite game on the board. I'm not comfortable with the Bledsoe-Hill split. I really don't want any part of that. Um, you know, Middleton is is expensive. Uh, I'm not going back to Giannis well, even though he played a lot of minutes in the last game. That's particularly why I don't think he'll play that type of load uh, in this game. In fact, I'm surprised he's not sitting. I think he's Probably just playing him to just try to shake those air balls and the bad, you know, bad uh, juju that he's feeling from those shots. So uh, I, I just don't want to go there. And then Brooke Lopez, good lord, what a game he had last time out. Wow. So we'll see. He's going to draw Marcus all away from the basket a little bit defensively. I think they, you may see a little more um, Mr. Ibaka off the bench because he can get out there a lot better to guard. <clears throat> to guard brook lopez so Ibaka is not a bad you know if you want to go with the double secret squirrel raptors and and put up a, a few cheap guys in pile and abaca you could sneak you know 30 points out of both of those guys fantasy points uh and and give yourself a decent build uh i don't really want to go up on any of the the expensive uh raptors i i don't know why nurse would push them over the, the limit minutes-wise with Lowry and Van Vliet. And I can tell you right now, I will I rostered uh, Onanobi on a few of my GPPs today, and I watched the majority of that game. That guy stinks. I'm, I'm sorry to be rude on this show, but, oh, my gosh, is that guy offensively challenged? I don't know why he's even on the floor. I know he's a defensive stopper and he's an athlete, but, oh, he could, I don't think he can make a – six foot shot for a hundred bucks. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, I know. So that's my rant. So if it follows suit with the porters and other guys of the world, uh, Ananobi might be your best play tomorrow.
1: There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think you could have a few value plays that you could pluck from this game. Uh, and then after that, I think it's, it's actually just move on and don't get sucked into the you know the big you know Raptors Bucks game as a strong played game. That's right. Save it for the playoffs. All right, two more left. Indiana Pacers and Miami Heat, eight seven Central right now. The line is Heat by two and a half. Uh, looks like we've got our main players back with Butler and Drogic. Um, we still the big news is going to be the TJ Warren news. So remind us that wonderful fact that you and I. Made a massive
1: note about months ago uh, to follow up when they played again. Yeah, T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler got into it in a regular season game. Warren got ejected. John back and forth, and so coach and I both had the the rematch circled on our calendars. We wanted to play them the next time they faced off. You know, it was the uh, the Lillard situation where he's just you know he's all salty and fired up and. He takes it out on the opponent. Well, these guys want to take it out on each other. And so we finally get the rematch now. And yep. as everybody knows, Warren has been dominating the bubble. And, you know, now he gets to hopefully play. You know, questionable with the foot, but if he's out there, you know, he's gonna have that in the not even the back of his mind. It's gonna be in the front of his mind. And same thing with Butler, who, oh, by the way, is ready to come back all of a sudden. He probably wants that matchup. So I want to get these guys in there. I, I want to get some exposure to this game. You know, Indiana's really pushing hard, you know, and and the interesting dynamic here is that Indiana and Miami play here on Monday. They play again on Friday, and they are the four and five seeds right now, so they very well might play in the first round of the playoffs. And I think they both want to avoid dropping down to the sixth seed. They've got Philly at their back. If, if they fall to the sixth seed, they have to play the Celtics. I don't think they want to do that. So I think for sure Indiana is going to keep pushing to win. If you look at their last game, Warren played 39 minutes, Brogden played 39, and Oladipo played 35. So you know that's a nice trio there. They feed off each other. Uh, all three. And that of them... was the day before yesterday, right? Right. And that was against yes. the Lakers. You know, strong defensive mm-hmm. team, but they they played well. Uh, so they're all in play for me. You know, Warren is a little bit cheaper on FanDuel. Brogdon and Oladipo, very similar uh, pricing on both. So, uh, those are the three guys I'm looking at for Indiana. Butler, you know, because of this dynamic, I'd like to play him, but he hasn't played since August 3rd. He did play 33 minutes that night, and he's only 7.2 on DraftKings. So, he is cheap enough. You know, coming off of a of a layoff where I I could play him, um, so we'll just see how how the you know the the roster construction plays out. But with Drogic back in, like you said, you know, uh, Hero takes a, a massive hit even with none still out. So it's probably Butler or nobody for me from the Miami backcourt. And I will look at Bam. Uh, he was he's done well in this matchup. You know, he's just 7.9 on both sites, so I I wish he were cheaper. But um, he's in in play for me as well as, uh, uh, you know, to complete the game stack.
0: That's a good analysis. Um, For me, you know, my gut, and again, we're not going to know this, but my gut feeling is I don't think Warren's going to play. That's just my gut feeling. So we're going to need to know that news. He's literally 50-50 right now. If he doesn't, it changes the dynamic of – of the lineup a little bit. I think you gotta, uh, you know, you can go to a few value plays. And Aaron Holiday, who's played big minutes, people. He's been a sneaky 35-minute yeah. a guy, a game guy. And I, I would assume they're gonna put Butler on Brogdon uh, because you know he's there, or Oladipo, one or the other. He'll, he'll guard one of those guys. So I think Aaron Holiday's in play. Um, if Warren doesn't play then I think his brother Justin Holiday is also uh, an option. Um, So I think you could go there. Uh, As far as the Miami side, uh, there are two guys I love in this matchup. I love Bam and I love Kelly O. Uh, Kelly O came off the bench last game, still did fine. And the only reason he came off the bench is because they used uh, Jones Jr., strictly to match up against Devin Booker. That was all the only reason he started him. He just was to shadow Booker, and we all know how that turned out. So uh, I, I think Jones goes back to the bench. Ben Kelly-O starts. And I like the, the two inside guys against the Pacers. I, I think Miles Turner is extremely uh, volatile defensively. I know he's got, for some reason, a reputation – Uh, People saying he's a good defender. I don't see it. I mean, he the blocks he gets are help side blocks, not on the ball blocks. And, uh, you know, I I really like Bam and Kelly O here a lot. And, uh, you know, depending on the Warren news, I want to go one or two guys on the other side. So for me, it's going to be, you know, a sun stack, a lot of one offs and then uh, a decent amount of, of guys from this game. Because uh, I think that, you know, yeah, both these teams are decent. Uh, well, the Heat's decent defended, uh, defensively. The paces are so-so. But they both get up and down the floor. And I don't know if you noticed, but literally for, I'd say, a quarter of the game, did you know that Bam Adebayo was bringing the ball up the last game?
1: Yeah. It's you just know they're Jeff running Green, off of him. Jeff yeah. Green was being, Was bringing the ball up some for Houston. tonight against Sacramento yeah it's it's funny how a lot of these coaches will use their bigs who are you know a lot more athletic and versatile and it gives teams a different dimension
0: well bam I mean he's a seven foot center for crying out loud but he's such a dynamic passer and he you know they're running the offense through him so I mean I just love that and it really opens the inside up for Kelly O I think I'm on to something with these Heat inside players. And I wouldn't count Tyler Hero out. I think I'm definitely going to use him in a GPP. But, uh, you know, he may even sneak into one cash lap. And I'll tell you why. I know Drogic is back. It is a massive hit. But none. this is the first stretch none has been out all year. And all of those minutes are mainly going to go to Hero. I don't think they're going to push Drogic. He's not going to play 30 minutes. He's, and he's got a, an ankle that he twisted pretty badly. So I think that, you know, 20, 25 minutes max for him. And that does open a lot of minutes up. So, you know, Hero or Duncan Robinson, both, I think, are going to get shots up and are going to be in play here. So I don't want to go with, you know, a three, four-man stack from the Heat. I just, you know, I don't think that's that doable. In baseball, you can do it all day long. But as far as the deep stacks, You know, it it comes a little bit tough unless you get a double overtime game or a fluke thing like that. But if you're mixing cash and GPPs, you know, I I think the four that I mentioned in Robinson, Hero, Autobio, and Olinic are all playable uh, for sure. And you can follow it back up on the other side with a couple of pacers. Okay. All right. Last game. Sweat game all by itself. 9 p.m. 8 Central. Nuggets, Lakers. And we right now have the Lakers a five and a half point favorite and sort of a, a calm 222 over under. What do you think about this Nuggets Lakers game?
1: Well, I don't. I don't think Denver is, you know, pushing hard either way. Okay. You know, right now they're pretty. That, that straightens it up for me. Yeah. <laughs> well. You know, I think you know. I think some of these teams are, you know, having internal discussions tonight and trying to figure it out for themselves. What do we want to do here? They're looking at the standings. They're strategizing. Who do we want to play in the first round? How is everybody else going to try? uh, You know, what effort are they going to put forth? Who's going to win games this week? Who's not? How is it all going to shake out? And they're strategizing. And so, you know, the Denver is just. in that spot where it's, there's not a lot of clarity um, in terms of what they can do or what they can't avoid. So um, on the other hand, with the Lakers, you know, if they can beat Denver, who's in the three seed right now, potentially push Denver down to the four seed and allow Houston to get up to the three seed, then the Lakers could play Denver in the first round. And I think they would prefer that overplaying houston so i think that's part of the reason well, why the
0: second second round they're they're going to
1: probably sorry. open in the first round with portland or whoever makes in that last spot yeah i apologize if i said first round so in, exactly in the second round they would want they would want to avoid the rockets in, in my opinion they'd rather play denver uh they do lead this season series against denver two to one so i think the lakers push
0: Hello? All right, Andrew is completely frozen up here. Not sure. Andrew, are you there? All right. I don't see it. All right. I'm going to just take the ball and run with it here. This Lakers, uh, nuggets game does look very interesting. I think that it's going to be, uh, the type of game that, you know, as Andrew was trying to state, I think before we lost him is going to be one of those games that, you know, the question is how hard are they going to push? What are the minutes they're going to play? Um,